Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back, Trot's Life. It is our Wednesday edition, and we can't help but talk into the Minions and Greg O'Connor joins us with thanks to Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Greg, how are you and whereabouts are you in the world, mate? Toby, I'm uh, in New Zealand because we have a rather large race day on Sunday called the Grand Prix, which features both the trotting and pacing derby amongst eight ones on Sunday afternoon. So that's something for your people to tune in to. And then I'll be winging my way to Queensland for the last week. Of course, uh, building into the wonderful Inter-Dominion Grand Finals next Saturday night or Saturday week as it is. Uh, it feels like a lot's changed since I last spoke to you. And, well, that was always going to be the case with two rounds of heats uh, under our belt now. And I suppose if we look to the paces, well, not much has changed around Leap to Fame. And I don't think we could be any less impressed with Swayze, even though he got beaten last night, mate. But uh, there's a couple have jumped off the page, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Leap to Fame has done exactly what I thought he would. First up, he, he always seems to be unreal fresh or when he's in a freshened state. And, and that's mm-hmm. a trait of a lot of the betters delights too. Not that they're and not as good you know, later in their cam- campaigns, but they seem to just be big and strong. And um, that's exactly what he was on night one. And, and also you have to factor in that it was very wet on night one as well. But um, he was dominant, as was Swayze. Uh, last night... He wasn't as dominant, but he was still very good. And the second round of Inter-Dominion heats are often uh, quite challenging because the word intent comes into play. Those who have performed on the first night, um, where's their intentions? Do they want to secure a grand final spot there and then? Or are they prepared to, I'm not saying not try, but, but not put their horse through what could be detrimental to them making that final or needing to put in a supreme performance in the third round of heats, which is over the longer distance. So you've got to factor all that in and barrier draws play a part and all that sort of thing. But, I mean, Swayze stood out as the favourite for the series all the way through, and that, that hasn't changed after the two nights. What he does in night three won't really change that, I don't think. Mm. Um uh, not so much Swayze, leap to fame, sorry. Uh, don't think that'll change that at all. What Swayze does on the third night may very well do that. And, of course, he and his stablemate, uh, Narano, have come up with barrier one in, in their respective heats. So um, that guarantees them a spot in the final if they haven't done that already. And, um, yeah, they're certainly laying the gauntlet down, if you like, uh, to, to leap to fame. So it's going to be intriguing Saturday night. I'm actually looking forward to that more so than the first two nights. If a horse gets beaten in the second round of Inter-Dominion heats, do we call that San Simeon syndrome? <laughs> <That's>... yeah, quite <laughs> possibly. Yeah, you could do. You could do. Um, but not often do you have... The last time we had a horse uh, go through the series unbeaten was that I can remember as Ultimate Sniper correct, uh, that here is in correct. New Zealand. No, that's and correct. He, he was only a four-year-old, um, and he, you know, he... he came out of a New Zealand Cup carnival where he won the junior free-for-all and then just went on the rampage. And unfortunately, we didn't see him after that. Um, he's now at stud. But, 
Yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, obviously, Luke Defame gets that opportunity on on Saturday night to, to do that, but he's going to have to do it from wide on the front row. Um, and again, who who's going to beat him in that race? Uh, Pete said so. It's got a good draw. I'm really struggling to see him beaten, even if he just lobs around and sits parked. I mean, a horse like Rock and Roll do has to win, and I don't even think then that he'd get enough points. Um, he's certainly in the right heat to to go bang again, even from the outside of the front row. And, and how does Grant Dixon drive him? Better zip it could surprise. You know how many heats have been won by the winners of the finals since Ultimate Sniper? No, but you're going to tell me. Zero. Zero. I thought you might say that. I nearly <laughs> guessed that because I thought, why else would you say that? Correct. But is that right? Okay. Yeah, well, Bonsell right. Benjamin never won a heat and I cast no okay. shadow, never won a heat. Yeah, well, that's an amazing stat, isn't it? Isn't that, it? That's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, but um, yeah, it can be a gruelling series and a lot of it is about the horsemen behind the horses and, and yeah. how they how the horses turn up. I mean, clearly, Leap to Fame and Swayze have had different preparations. Swayze came through a New Zealand Cup. Leap to Fame um, obviously came out of the Eureka and, and had a couple of prep runs. But, yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see what horses turn up in, well, just over 10 days' time um, and, and how they come through that third round of heat because often the... The second week of the Inter-Dominion is, is maintenance week for these horses. You've had to get them through the three gruelling heats and um, mm. they're, it really comes down to the horse people and, and oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all unfolds. Uh, hypotheticals, this is what we have to talk in, in our game, but if, say, Swayze and Leap to Fame go at each other in a final and the Rano's sitting on their backs, leaders back the whole way and hasn't covered any ground, the way he took distance off leap to fame in the heat and then how he went last night, you wouldn't be too surprised if he ran past them in a final. Oh, well, there's always there's always a surprise in the series. There's yeah, always one yeah. horse that you don't expect, and he's clearly it. Um, he's by a very, very fast horse that raced here in New Zealand, won a New Zealand Tintin. messenger, wasn't out, Tintin in America. He, he, he was one of the fastest horses I've ever seen. At Cambridge one night, he came from last at the 200 metres on the widest point of the track and just picked them up and dropped them. Um, and it was, a, it was a middle grade type of field, but it was just the way he did it. I was like, wow, that, that's incredible speed. And, and he's stamped a lot of his stock with that, although he, he hasn't had enormous success in the breeding barn, mainly because he, he just never really got the mares he, he probably deserved. He was trained by Jeff Small, and, and at that stage, Jeff was flying, and he won a harness jewels and, and went head-to-head with horses like Highview Tommy and, and those horses of that ilk. But um, Narano's got that speed. Like, what did he get home in last night? 26-1. Yeah. Like, and, and absolutely flew at Better Zip It, uh, Better Eclipse, rather, who's a really good horse, uh, and obviously Turn It Up, who's who's been an, an outstanding horse. But if he's sitting just off them and runs home in that speed, absolutely he can he can have it be a big threat in the final. The big question there will be, who will be driving? Uh, yeah, not Cameron Hart. Uh, I wouldn't he have made thought. that quite clear last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought in his interview. Um, yeah, he's not getting off Swayze anytime soon, is he? Uh, young Mitch Ford, who works for him, uh, would be hanging around when that decision's getting made. I would have thought he'd be he'd be he'd be piping up every now and then, saying someone's going to get a very good drive. I'll tell, let's just say that. I'll tell you who's an underrated driver is probably Jason Grimson, but I, he just doesn't seem to want to do it. Maybe 
maybe uh, Brittany Graham could drive uh, Nerano in the final. Mm. Not beyond the realms. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count that out. No. That I wouldn't. Had a bit of score. Although, yeah, um, Spirit of St Louis needs, needs another hot performance. Uh, mm. Jack Callahan might be a chance if he doesn't get into the final. Um, but it, yeah, it, he's. I'm hoping he'll be the spirit of St. Louis because he's been such a great horse and I thought he was pretty good last night. So, um, yeah, he'll get his chance. And what's he come up with draw-wise? Barrier 7 against Narano. Speak the truth, it was very good last night. Uh, Toby, I mean, he's... I was listening to Shannon Price before the race and this is a stat I didn't know. When he's led, he's never been beaten. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so, and he's got barrier three this week. Narano drawn to his inside. You'd imagine Adam Sanderson will be hitting there again, although turn it up. has drawn a couple of spaces wider. And, well, he's just the most unbelievable horse off the gate. He, he, he is just you've, incredible how quick he gets out. You'd let turn it up go, and then you'd try and wrangle yeah. the lead off him, I reckon. I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I'd I'd imagine so. And I wouldn't have thought Cameron Hart would go to war in the third round of heats either with Narano. Well, he doesn't need to either because he's... He's in, you know. He's he's run a second yeah. and a win, and he runs runs top four. Well, he's in, he's in. So, yeah. Jo- Josh Gallagher would be putting his hand up. He hasn't got a bad record in Inter Dominions either with uh, the the uh, Grimson Camp. He drove Bonsell Benjamin, but yep. Trotter Trotters, mm. uh, probably. <laughs> we went into the series. It was just believe in Queen Elida or Queen Elida and just believe. There was two tra- tra- <laughs> trains of thought. There was only two possible winning chances. Well, I think Plymouth Chubb has certainly changed that. He's given the right run. And uh, look, if Just Believe drew the second row, he could possibly win this Plymouth Chubb. And what Gus did last night was, I don't know whether that was more astounding. Was it, was Gus was so good or was it the Queen Elida wasn't? And then where does Zoavici rank now after his two wins? He probably had the run of the race on each occasion. Yeah, he has, um, but he's pretty good, Olivici, and mm. I know the bloke training him or co-training him and driving him is pretty good too. Um, Chris Lang, he's an outstanding horseman. I, I was quite taken by Gus's first uh, round heat run. I thought he went terrific, and I was lucky enough to be there in, in July, as you know, and, and he was a horse I thought, man, he's going to make it on the grand circuit if he gets his manners right. And Last night he was ridiculous. You know, He tried to get the lead. Um, Chris Alford in the end had to let him go and then once he got there he still pulled pretty hard for uh, for Chantel and he fought on un, unre- you know like how he only got beaten a neck or half a length by, by that stage with the work he'd done um, he's really emerged as well but you can only win and Olivici just keeps on doing that uh, just believe is by far and away if, if he Barring bad luck, he goes back-to-back. Back. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. He's got the whole game. He's just the neatest horse, and um, I hope he can do it, uh, you know, Saturday week because he deserves it, and and, and he's he's just flying at the moment. Uh, now, well, essentially, Sundon's gift went back-to-back back undefeated, but it was a bit of a different series where we just ran a semi-final into a final, but uh, Sir Castleton tried to do it. He won... He got to a final and he was going to go back to back undefeated. And a horse called Scotch Notch beat him. Then Tussle tried. That was quite to, a good era. Yeah, Tussle tried to do it and True Roman beat him. And then True Roman tried to do it and Yankee Lock. So no yes. trotter in this format with two or three rounds of heats has gone back to back undefeated. And 
just believe should win on Saturday night. We think he should win. And if he does that, yep. then he's aiming to do something that really, well, Sunderland's gift sorter has done it with an asterisk. And that by Chris Lang, you mentioned, uh, was of course the trainer of Sundon's gift. It would be something pretty special by just believe if he yeah, did achieve it. Absolutely, it would be, Toby. And, and, and from his draw this week, I think um, Greg will just put him on the top end and that'll be the end of the penny section there. So, um, yep, I, I, I think it, it, history, the end Dominion's all about history. It's yeah. all about what's gone before and when you're getting into the sort of discussions about just believe like we are now, then you're seeing something pretty special. And uh, the stallion, Orlando Vici's doing a job, isn't he? Because Olavici... Um, looking to remain unbeaten too. But I don't see him beating Just Believe on Saturday night and I don't see him beating him in the final. The big question, Mark, is, is around the mare and, and where she's at and mm. she gets another beautiful draw, Queen Elida. Um She clearly wasn't right night one. Um didn't really work for her last night. Uh, I still think Just Believe's got the wood on her and he, he proved that when he was fresh up and beat her on her merits. So... She needs to improve, doesn't she? She's been a, she is a great horse. There's no doubt about that at all. But I, I think just believe, barring bad luck, it's it's his series to lose. And I thought that before the opening round of heats. She's got a wonderful record over the longer distance, though. I know she ran third in the Inter Dominion last year, but I just wonder if she's just going to build into this campaign. She, if she goes better over the twenty six eighty and then into the final, if she wins on. She wins on Saturday night impressively. I will put her back level with where I had her at the start of the series, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yep, no, it does does make sense. It'll be interesting that race. The Fahrenheit is obviously quick off barrier one and Plymouth mm. Chubb, you can't see them going back at the start out of the four. So and Mufasa Metro's That's in there well. too. Don't forget that. So very, very quick the first uh, three out of the first four along with Queen Elida. So yeah. Over the twenty six eighty, you don't want to be burning too much at, at the start of the race because you know, it's it's it, you don't want to turn it into too big a staying uh, race seven days out from from the big grand final. Yeah, correct, Greg. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I think everybody agrees with you. And as you said off the top of this, it there comes the word intent is so important on Saturday night, and uh, you have to really factor that into if you're having a bet on Saturday night. You also yeah have to factor in, and, and it was intriguing. And I'll ask. I've got Greg Sugars on later in the show, and. The question I'll ask him, last night he pulled out from the 1-1 to move around to the chair, which he really didn't have to do, but he certainly probably doesn't beat uh, Plymouth Chubb if he hadn't have done that. So I just sort of thought that was intriguing that he wanted to still win that race last night, if that makes sense. Oh, just, didn't have to. And just the ultimate confidence in his horse. Yeah. Um, he sits back, I don't think he does win, because Plymouth Chubb was getting a picnic in front. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that clearly showed you where both Greg's mindset is and where he thinks the horse's mind is, and 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 where he is in this campaign. So, um, yeah, that that's going to make him incredibly hard to beat uh, Saturday week. Uh, the fields are done for Sunday, and, and we have a runner at we uh, not as promised as drawn gate eight in the trotting derby and. To be honest, mate, it, it's great to have one of our horses uh, over in New Zealand. It just adds that extra element of interest to the whole day, does it not? Yeah, absolutely it does. More trans-Tasman uh, rivalry, the better, and, and he's a good horse. No doubt about that. It all spoke to Graham Dwyer last night. Couldn't be happy with the way the horses travelled. Asked him about the barrier. He said, look, 
that means we're out of trouble early. I reckon he's picked the right year to be here. And I'm not being mm. disrespectful mm. to his 13 rivals, but seven of them are Phillies. So they all went round in the Oaks last week, including the winner, Sonny's sister, who's really well-named because he's son, Sunday's son's sister. sister. Yeah. She is, rather. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I reckon he's picked the right year because there's no standout. There's no standout boy. Um, probably the best of them is Gold Bullion, and he's drawn off the second row. Um, and the Phillies, you've got Sonny's sister walking on Sunshine, who won the Oaks up north and then ran second in the Derby. Um, he's, she's rather pretty good and has Tony Hurler. He's got a nice barrier draw. Mel's Adele, who ran second in the New South Wales Derby, is there. But she could only run fifth in the Oaks last week. So he's picked the right year. Um, actually, Michael Guerin said on our Box Seat show, and you can check that out later on tonight on YouTube, we do a full preview of all of the, the big eight group ones that we have uh, at Addington on Sunday. And he said, my only advice would be, because Graham said, oh, I wouldn't mind if I just rocked around and sat parked. Don't yeah. be trying to sit parked first up at Addington Raceway, over 2,600 metres in a derby. That, that is a recipe for disaster. If he gets to the markers, which I believe he can, if he gets in front of them, he, he can win. He can Absolutely, he can win. And uh, I know you're not going to believe this coming out of my lips, Toby, but... Um, I actually hope he does because it <laughs> might it, it might it. encourage more, more to come. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's 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 what we need. Both sides of the Tasman. Yeah, I I get that. I sort of found the same recently when Kiwis have come over here because there's been so few of them. I almost I am hoping that they do so well. Except uh, Queen Elida can go home. Uh, uh, she's done, <laughs> she's done more than enough, and she will. She'll be back yeah. late. I am saying that tongue firmly planted. In cheeks, you'll be back for, of course, the uh, the uh, I've lost the name of the Knight of Champions, the Trot Slot, the Trot Slot. Yep, Yep. absolutely, she will be. Greg, thank you so much, mate. Let's do it all again next week uh, when we've got a field in front of us, and we'll have a chat about the final draws and yep, all that sort of stuff. Look forward to it. It'll be well over there by then, and um, hopefully, I'll have some information that might help your listeners um, back the winner of both finals. Good on you, Greg. Thanks, mate. Thank you. There's Greg O'Connor, Grego Racing on uh, Twitter, if you want to follow Greg. And uh, also, yeah, the box seat is not to be missed up uh, with Mick Gurren, who we'll chat to tomorrow with so much to talk about with Mick. We can nearly do the whole second hour. Uh, the news, uh, and we'll come back with Gaddick R. Knight on the other side.